I recently heard a story about a woman who invited guests to her home for dinner. And as they sat down to eat, the woman turned to her six-year-old daughter and, and, and she said, sweetheart, would you ask the blessing? The little girl replied sheepishly. She said, yes, but mama, I, I don't know what to say. You ever been there? So mom spotted a teaching moment and perhaps an opportunity to, to draw attention to her own piety. And she said this, she said, honey, just say what you hear mommy saying. The counsel seemed to work. The little girl clasped her hand, she bowed her head, and she said, Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? (laughs) You ever been there? Life is a school for humility. And we dare not ignore the lessons, especially for those of us who are Christ followers. St. Augustine once said that the three essential components of the Christian life are as follows. Humility, humility, and humility. Now, I know precious little about humility. (laughs) I know one big thing, though. God wants it in his people. Scripture is filled with teachings and examples. It's filled with violations. It's filled with commands and encouragements regarding this thing called humility. There's nothing really that cinches it for us as believers like knowing that even Jesus Christ himself was humble and he became our example. Scripture tells us to Put on humility. In Colossians 3, it says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Scripture tells us that we should be clothed with humility. In 1 Peter 5, it says, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders. And all of you, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the what? Humble. Scripture tells us that we're to walk in humility. Ephesians 4 Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Today, in in our pursuit of looking and being and acting and imitating our Savior Jesus, we look at this area of humility And how can we be humble like Jesus? Like Jesus. Now, I have to declare something to you today. I called an audible on the sermon somewhere between 11 p.m. and 12 o'clock a.m. this last night and into this morning. I had had written what I thought was an incredible, God-given, divine sermon, and I hold it right here in my hands. But but just just through, through the things of yesterday and what God was speaking in my life and what He was showing me, I, I just felt like there there was a different word that God had for you this morning. 
And so here's the deal. I don't know how it's going to turn out. It may be the worst sermon I've ever preached. It's probably going to be the best because uh, I believe it's God-driven and sensitive. I had written a sermon that in this area of humility that, that, that had three big reasons why we struggle with it, how we can protect ourselves against it. And I, in each one of those three areas, had written seven points to help us with it because seven, of course, is a biblical number. And I was just going to give you 21 things that, be honest with you, they're really good. This is going to be a good sermon at some point, just not today. Is that all right? And so I, 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 uh, I, I, this is raw and real. You guys are kind of lab rats for us in the first service today. I just don't know. It may not work. You can tell me or tell, whatever. And, uh, and we may have to make a course adjustment. But I just felt like there was something new and different God wanted to, me to speak to you in relation to this topic. Is that okay? I didn't watch Joel Osteen. I'm not preaching his stuff from last night. I promise. But I do believe the Lord has a word for us today. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about how we can live certain qualities and attributes that we find in the life of Jesus. For us here at 1910, we believe that he's a good example to follow, right? We, we believe that he is, is someone who is worth imitating and emulating. On Easter, we kicked this off and we talked about how Jesus loves people. Would you agree with me? Jesus loves people sometimes a lot differently than the way we love them. And we apologize to our community because we've not loved as Jesus loves. Last week, we looked at this area of serving and how Jesus serves and, and, and we challenged you on, on, on serving and, and, and being that for Jesus. It was, it was really interesting. I, I, I love this. I got a, a, a text message from, from one of our men this week and, and just sharing something that he was a part of from something I said. But it was like one of those just affirming things that, you know what, man, the people are listening and God, your people are moving forward. We want to be and act like Jesus. That's awesome, isn't it? I've missed it a lot though this week. Anybody else? I've blown it, I've screwed up, I've, I'm, but I'm trying. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Today, I want us to look at something else in this area of humility. And, and, and I was reminded of this thing of service and, 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 and of something, a, a kind of a command. And, you know, we, we looked last week at that experience of, of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, probably the greatest, most selfless act of service ever. And I love what it says in Mark chapter 9, verse 35. It says, he sat down and he called the 12 disciples over to him. And he said this, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. <clears throat> there, there's something in that one verse that I gravitated to that, that I think it's really, really simple for us today. Instead of 21 things that I was going to load you up with and let you leave here with today, I, I've, I've boiled it down to really just one. And, and, and I love that verse. Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. According to Jesus According to Jesus, the way that you become all you can be 
is to intentionally take last place and serve someone. But, but, but while we talk about service and we constantly are giving you opportunities to be a part of, of serving people and encouraging you to do those things, well, while someone may be more involved in, in some sort of ministry opportunity or, or, or missions projects, here's what I found. Oftentimes, we, we, we find that there is no real change to the rest of their lives. Brandon Cormier, the speaker last night in our final session, made a statement, and it just really jacked me up. And I've said this. In fact, I even said it last weekend, but it was just a reminder to this verse that you see on the screens today and this idea of being last place and and this idea of serving. Listen, Brandon said, I don't do to belong, but because I belong, I do. I don't do to be accepted and and to to fight my way into relationship with Jesus. But because I do belong to Jesus, I do the things that Jesus calls me to do. Does that make sense to you? You see, there's someone probably in this room today that has probably heard this. If, If you will just be a good person, if you will just go to church, if you'll just give, if you'll just read your Bible, if you'll just listen to Caleb, if you'll just love your neighbor, if you'll just do things, you're going to be okay in God's eyes. How many of you have heard something similar to that before in your life? Get your hands up. Don't be embarrassed. We, I apologize to you for, for men and women of, of, of leadership that have told you those things because that's not what Jesus is saying here in Mark chapter 9. It's not about doing things in order to be accepted by him, but because I am accepted by him, good gosh, I want to do the things that he wants me to do. Amen? I, I want to be a part of those things. So what's the problem? It, it, it seems that we've missed Jesus' point altogether. Jesus is not encouraging people to to take on more opportunities to to serve others. Jesus in this verse here is calling us to take a position that we naturally will avoid at all costs. Do you see it? See, Jesus is calling us to be last place people. He's calling us to be last place people. You see, the point of Mark chapter 9, verse 35, the point of, of, a, of a sermon on serving like Jesus, the, the point is, is not that people would get involved in another program or another project. You see, at the core of mission and service is humility. Humility. And by intentionally taking last place, we give up any rights we have and we see others as better than ourselves. When we see ourselves in this light, we are driven to serve everyone that we come in contact with. But it comes from a humble spirit. It comes 
from humility. Listen, do you think Jesus served people so that his father in heaven would accept him more? No. He was secure in who he was. He knew who had sent him. He didn't serve out of some obligation so that his dad in heaven would would somehow accept him and love him. No. And it's the same with us. This is a hard subject matter today. And here's the deal. We can't fake humility. You know that, right? it's, it's, It's so foreign to us. It so flies in the face of the culture in which we live in today. In order for us to be people that are humble, to to demonstrate this quality of humility, listen, it is going to require the very energy of God. It is going to require the Spirit of God having His way, doing a great work in you in order for us to live Humbly. We just won't do it on our own. We won't. We're we're wired the other way. We're sinners, scripture says. We're selfish people. Anybody know someone selfish? Are they sitting next to you? Raise your hand. Don't do that. You gotta go home together. It's hard for us. And I'm telling you, if, if, if you can't fake this quality today and you're not going to be able to work harder and be you're going to have to depend on the Holy Spirit of God to work within you to make this happen. And don't you believe that he can make it happen in your life? Do we not believe that the Holy Spirit is capable of doing anything? I saw it this weekend as he set kids free. We, we heard stories of, 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 of incredible healing happen. I had a young lady last night said, Pastor Jason, something crazy just took place in my back tonight. And I said, I know what that is. And to some people, it is crazy. We're going to need the very energy of God. Listen, because Jesus depends on his father, he, he doesn't depend on his position. And when we also depend on God, we don't either. Faith frees us to be humble. Hey guys, listen, when we take the low place, we see clearly. You see, when we take the low place, we see things clearly. Pride doesn't even notice humility because humility is so quiet. But down low, you, you, you see not only other people better, you see yourself and God better. That's why the outcast, I believe, of the society during Jesus' time, I, like children and, and, and women, the, those people that were considered foreigners and, and, and aliens, the people that were poor and disabled. I believe that's why they were attracted to Jesus. They, they saw him clearly. They were down. They were low. They, they, know, they knew that they had nothing to put on the table. They knew that they were empty, but they were drawn to his beauty. They clung to his robe. They clung to his love. 
And so why should we take the low place? I know that that is not a popular place in our society today. We, 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 we work so hard to climb corporate ladders. We want our name in lights. We want to be recognized as the best of the best. We want our house to be the recipient of the greatest Christmas light festival in Bernie. We, we want our yard to be immaculate. We, we want, we ju- it's hard for us to consider taking the low place. Why should we take the low place? I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you're thinking that. Because Jesus is drawn to people in the low place. He's drawn to people in a low place. He loves those at the bottom. Why? <laughs> because that's where he is. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he said, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is what? It's easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Jesus is at the bottom. You know that, right? His first bed was a feeding trough. He ate with prostitutes and tax collectors. He talked with Samaritan, a group of people that were the outcasts of their day, especially to his people. He touched lepers. His very own people rejected him. He died as a criminal. Jesus' heart was humble. It's interesting to me that any alert Jew, his people, any alert Jew would recognize that that, that Jesus' description of himself as being humble and gentle and low, that they recognize that that is exactly how the prophets of old described what God was like. (laughs) Surely they catch this and get it. In Isaiah, they wrote of God, it says, I live in the high and holy place with those whose spirits are contrite and humble. Church, listen. We can feel safe in the low place because God lives there. That's where he lives. God is there. He is ahead of us. He's inviting us to come live with him. He's inviting us to come to taste his goodness. In fact, can I just tell you something? The closest thing to the feel of God is to humble yourself, to be concerned not with position, but with people. You want to feel close to God? Take the low place and have a care and concern and respond to people the way that he would. You've heard me say this time and time again, and this is one of those sayings that that just gets me in the most trouble, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You're never closer to God than the last person you served. You see, getting closer to God comes through serving and taking care of people, humbling yourself and considering others better than you. 
It's not about studying more. It's not about worshiping more. It's not about taking a trip to Israel. It's not about just, I'm telling you, you're never closer to God than when you serve humbly other people. Mother Teresa said it this way. She said, the surest way to be one with God is to accept humiliation. You see, when Jesus invited people to love, when Jesus invited people to serve, he invited them to the low place. So here's the deal. I, I kind of messed you up over the last few weeks that if we're going to love like Jesus loves, and if we're going to serve like Jesus serves, we must humble ourselves and accept the low place. Are you with me today? But there's some things that get in the way, right? The, the biggest of that is our ego. Our ego gets in the way. Pride rears its ugly head. It gets in the way and it keeps us from, from accepting this a little bit. Why would I accept the low place? Why, why would I humble myself in order to serve? Do, do you not know who, who, who I am? Do you not know what my title is? I don't, but you know what mine is? It's slave to all. And I just simply want to serve humbly. Humbly. I could list so many other things from that previous sermon for you if you want more. Like your successes also get in the way of you humbling yourself. Your underlings, those people who just think you're awesome. You're so great. Your sermons are just the best ever. If I'm not careful, I can listen to that. So you know what? You're right. And we can, don't we like that? And we can just let, whew, get all swolled up with pride. The enemy, man. I mean, I could go on, but that's the old sermon. You'll get that somewhere down the road. But these things get in the way. Listen, Jesus' death is a pattern. It's a pattern, I believe, of something that needs to take place in our life if we ever are going to live humbly like Jesus Jesus' death is a pattern for the destruction of self-will. Just just 30 years after Jesus' death, I believe it's around 30 years after his death, Paul wrote to the church in Philippi and he he shared these words. He was just reminding them. Jesus is dead. It's been 30 years and he's reminding them of his example. Look what he wrote to them in Philippians 2. He says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he, he, he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Listen, if there was ever anyone in the course of history that did not have to take the low place, it was Jesus because he was God in the flesh, right? Philippians 2 doesn't stop there. It goes on to say that 
Instead of clinging to this right, instead of clinging to his title, instead of clinging to who his daddy was, instead of clinging to his position, what did he do? He gave up his divine privileges. And he took the humble position of a slave. And he was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he continued to humble himself, didn't he? He humbled himself in obedience to God. How many times in scripture do we find Jesus praying and asking his father in heaven, hey, what would you have me do in this situation? Lord, not my will be done, but yours. We see even during his time on earth, this humble, humbly submitting himself to his father in heaven, obedience to him, right? And oh, Yeah, ultimately humbling himself and dying a criminal's death on a cross. You see, Paul wrote that 30 years after the death of our Savior to the church at Philippi just to remind them what their attitude, what their spirit, what their position in their city should be. I wonder what Jesus might write to us today here in the hill country. I wonder if he might say, you know what? This is the same prayer. This is the same words, 1910, that I would have for you today. Remember the example that I've set before you. You want to love like me? That's awesome. You want to serve like me? I'm so honored by that. But listen, continue to humble yourselves and take the low Place. You see, here's the deal. To go with Jesus to his death is to die with him and for us to die to ourself. Hey, let's go now. Let's walk with Jesus to the cross and let's live humbly like he lives. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning? I do want to encourage you with a scripture or two from the Lord. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Psalm 51 Psalmist writes, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. James 4 says that he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, he gives grace, but God opposes the proud and he gives grace only to the humble. Father, I'm praying that quality for this house, for these people. Lord, just as you have set for us the example to follow, Lord, I am praying that we too would embrace the low place.